Welcome to another episode of the Into the Wee Hours podcast. My name is Kristen Vaughton, and I am here with my inspiring co-host, Sarah Pendergrass. (laughs) We're turning the tables. (laughs) I had an adjective already picked out. (laughs) I felt so prepared. However, I did have to confess that I had to write out the intro because I had no idea what we said. And it still could have been wrong. Well, you didn't say the episode number. Because you remember, I'm always like, what episode is it? (laughs) Yeah, I missed it. (laughs) I actually don't even know what number it is. I think it's 42. we're on 41, aren't we? No, I think it's 42. 42. Okay. Yeah, we'll go with that. We can always correct that. Thank you. It's cool to hear you do the Time and numbers. It's all a (laughs) country. Yeah, yeah. So we are on Zoom. It is a very exciting time to be alive because Sarah is... Well, actually, I think today you are posting on your Instagram that this time next week you will be starting Light to Light, which is very exciting. So this is Sarah's big adventure that she's been planning. Our first episode that we just introduced it was in January, and then we also did a update about it in May. So if you haven't listened to those and you want to hear sort of like how everything is progressing, go back to those episodes. I don't have the number for you, but we'll put it in the show notes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me back on the podcast, Kristen. I um I I feel way more relaxed I realized talking to you. I went on my first like external podcast recently, which wasn't our podcast, which thanks to We Are Explorers actually. It was a really fun conversation with Tim, but I was so nervous and I was like, what the hell? I've recorded over 40 podcasts, but I definitely prefer elevating the voice of other people and chatting with you. <laughs> Well, you were like really self-conscious about it. So I'm like, okay, I've got to go listen to this. It was amazing. So if you haven't also listened to Sarah's podcast episode that she did with We Are Explorers, that was an amazing episode. Such a wonderful conversation. So also, and I say we, meaning Sarah will also put this in the show notes. That's making it's like that go. proverbial we when you're like you're in a relationship type of thing of like we'll be there later even though one person only got invited that we will all right cool so we're uh, kind of the plan for the podcast for today is we're just going to go through kind of like a normal format i'm going to ask you a couple quick fire questions about your trip coming up we'll give a li- cool. really quick recap but um we do want to follow it all the way through so we might even if we if you have um some time and some reception and we can make things work with the time differences and things we might even get like a mid-adventure update and then of course after the end of it but it's kind of cool to mark this point in time before everything happens so um yeah i think it's gonna be good (laughs) yeah no i appreciate them yeah sarah also confessed before coming on she's like oh gosh talking about myself so it's always scary but you're doing great (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we haven't even started i think it's more the fatigue That's levels it. i'm just like oh no i have to talk about myself but anyway it's it is a great opportunity <laughs> it's cool it's going to be a nice little record even just for me to be like oh yeah this is how i was feeling before i did this adventure like you say i will literally be starting to run this time next week it's it's monday essentially evening here it'll be monday morning there um and i fly this week on thursday so it is imminent It is all happening. Awesome. Well, let's kick into it. So there will be many different stats to look back on after the trip. I'm thinking like how many cliff bars were consumed, like how many wild wees there were. Like there's going to be a lot of different statistics. But just for right now, just go over quick stats of how long, how many days, 
elevation, like as many statistics as you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So in a nutshell, it's going to be roughly 700 kilometers, which is like 430 something miles. Um, That's based on what I've mapped. I funnily enough had a heart attack the other day when I started mapping on Komoot and it was like nearly 1000 Ks, but it introduced my ferry trip in there. So that's where that came in. Um, 24 days of running, I think, like pretty much back to back. I will have one day off for a ferry ride, which is five hours out to the Outer Hebrides. I haven't really been talking about the elevation. I think looking at my GPX files is about 12,000 meters of gain over the 700 Ks. And the majority of that is actually on kind of one section on the West Highland Way. That's kind of the most mountainous um, area. And yeah, otherwise, I think that's pretty much it. 700 Ks, 24 days, averaging about 30 Ks a day. Longest day currently is about 46. Um, But I'm going to see if I can try and balance that out as we go. Awesome. So a bit of give and take in things. Mm. Um, All right. Something you are looking forward to, and this could be anything. I left it very vague. Uh, at this point, getting on the plane, <laughs> it's just been totally like, it's been so hectic and I am my own worst enemy. I feel like when we were recording before I did my bikepacking trip, the sandstone wilderness adventure I went on, I was just like, I'm so tired. I don't want to talk about it. Um, I just leave everything till last minute and I sort of need that pressure to get my shit together. So I'm really looking forward to just being on the plane. And then from then on, it's like, I don't need to worry about work or training or day-to-day life really other than, okay, what, where am I going? Like, you know, following a trail. And what I'm really looking forward to is seeing new trail that I've never been on every single day for 24 days. Amazing. Yeah. I think that's like the easy part in this whole adventure is probably going to end up just be the running. <laughs> I'm just waking let's up hope day, so. <laughs> doing your run. Yeah. Sorry. I said, let's hope so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 True. Yeah. We'll get to that. <laughs> All right. So something you are afraid of. Oh, um, I'm trying not to focus too much on fears as I'd like, don't even want the universe to listen realistically Mm -hmm. though I think it's like very simple like I just want to stay healthy like I I don't Mm. want to have some silly ankle sprain or get sick like I just want to stay healthy so my fear is like anything other than that essentially and having to manage that totally totally Moose is um just protecting the yard just in case anybody can hear that good job but of course he makes it yeah it makes a (laughs) podcast appearance so you know (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Any books, podcasts, music that you have lined up for such a long run? Or are you just planning to kind of be a part of things or a bit of a mixture of everything? Uh, Yeah, I actually was thinking about this today. I was out um, running around with Ness and I was listening to a podcast and was like, oh, because I'm going to like, I'm not going to have... My, I'm going to be on my Australian SIM card. These are silly practicalities that I'm like, dang, I should have thought of this before. I'm going to need to download stuff. <laughs> um, so I'm actually, I'm keen for podcast recommendations because I feel like I'm sort of exhausting the ones that I've listened to. I'm pretty up to date. So um, podcasts would be great. I typically, to be honest, start off not listening to anything. Like I love hearing my surroundings and what's around me. So when we're talking about moving, um, I very much just start off with nature if I need a bit of a boost, I move to podcasts. And like, if I am desperate, and this is so rare, I'll move to music. And honestly, my playlist is like from 
probably 2017 when I was first planning this adventure and running a lot. And I don't really want to listen to it. So I'm hoping I don't need the music. Um, but yeah. And then in terms of physical books, I was thinking of you because this, I'm obviously not going to be reading physical books while I'm running, but my biggest thing is like, oh my God, I don't know which paperbacks to take with me because <laughs> I read so many at once and I have like no spare luggage allowance. So <laughs> that's, that's my big, my big See, challenge. Here's right where reading Exactly. Here's where reading 26 books at a time is going to bite you in the butt. <laughs> it is already, for sure. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And Sarah Pendergrass, give yourself a compliment. Oh, give myself a compliment. Um, good on you, Sarah. You set this goal and you've committed to it and you're about to start it next week. Well done, mate. <laughs> Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> so exciting. I'm so stoked for you. All right. So usually, again, if you're if you're a first time listener and you haven't listened before, usually what we do is an origin story. Go back to the like very first episode to hear about Sarah's origin story. Go back to the other episodes that we talked about her trip. But Sarah, just give a quick overview about the now name Light to Light that you are about to embark on. Yeah, um, that's right. Because we since we've recorded these. I have now named it because we were talking about bottom to butt as a little cheeky working <laughs> title, but it has evolved into something a little more mature um, and it's now light to light. So yeah, in a nutshell, light to light is a, as I've mentioned, 700 kilometer journey on foot on trail from the most southerly point of Scotland at the lighthouse, hence light to light at the Mull of Galloway. Um, following a series of trail networks north on the mainland into the highlands before I jump off the mainland onto a remote chain of, I keep saying 10 islands. I'm not sure if I just planted that in my head and that's accurate. I think it's probably more than that. But then essentially a remote chain of islands called the Outer Hebrides. I'll run about 350 kilometers north on those, hopefully with the wind behind me, before finishing on my 40th birthday, 25 days later, at the lighthouse at the butt of Lewis, which is the most northerly point of those islands. And it's almost the same latitude as the most northerly point of the mainland of Scotland. And I've been talking about trail running. I keep saying trail running. Realistically, there's going to be a lot of hiking involved as well. Um, but I just like the freedom of the idea of being able to run where I can as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I kind of forgot to put this in there, but you do have like quite a lot of, I guess, maybe like passion around lighthouses like talk about kind of your history of lighthouses because i think that's also part of the specialty of the start and the finish of being at a lighthouse for you yes i have some kind of nerdy lighthouse fascination i always have done i've always dreamed of living in a lighthouse i just i think it's a lot of it is like the storytelling and the history like the things that lighthouses must have seen be that stuff out to sea be that the importance of their role in connecting the land and people out on the ocean and then like when you look at stories of um people living in these i mean it would have been super remote in olden days and some are still super remote um looking at the lives that these people lived all to like keep keep other humans who are out on the ocean safe from harm i just i love them and they're different shape like and they come in all these different like colorways <laughs> like there's just i've been looking at lighthouse keeping job in canada recently actually because i was like whoa that would be so cool to go and live on an island and be a lighthouse keeper and it's actually possible um so yeah i just i have always been fascinated by them so i really love that sort of 
maybe it's nostalgia around running from one lighthouse to another. And I'll be passing others along the way. And there are definitely going to be illustrations happening as a result. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. And I guess maybe what we can talk about too is like what I guess is kind of a normal day going to look like for you. So you've got um, your crew member, George, that will hopefully be able to catch up with either during the event or just afterwards to kind of get his full rundown. And I think that'd be a cool point of view to get (laughs) like his perspective on the whole thing as well. Um, So yeah, you'll be having George as your crew member. You'll wake up, like go for a run. Do you have like anything kind of as expectations in your head and then recovery wise, like how is that going to look on a day-to-day basis? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I'm very, very fortunate and incredibly grateful to have George joining me. Um, and also, let's not forget the branch manager, Tidbin, his dog. So George will be oh, um, in his van and that means that he'll carry my tent and my gear and food and he'll be able to help resupply so I don't need to carry those things on my back. And he has been asking, same thing, like, what's what's a typical day going to look like? And honestly, Kristen, I don't know because I don't know how I'm mm. going to be feeling. Which is a totally fine answer. I am, um, mm. you know, if it's 30 Ks, it's going to depend on the terrain. It's going to depend on how I'm moving, how long. That could be a full day, like on the West Highland Way, or that could just be like a few hours in the morning somewhere else. I, I don't know. And obviously weather, everything else dependent. I will be camping for the majority of the time. So I'll be waking up in a tent. I know that. I know that we'll cook um, breakfast and stuff using George's van. And then from there, in my head, I'm going to like tick off each day in one go so if it's like 30 k's i'm just going to do the 30 k's but actually i don't even necessarily need to do that i could stop and you know have a pie and a coffee and then keep going i i don't know i'm gonna have to work out like how i'm feeling in my mind i tick it off and then i get more recovery and we have more time to set up camp and all of that stuff um but yeah i honestly don't know that's it's Mm. yeah You'll figure it out as you go. Absolutely. I guess, how are you feeling going into it mentally and physically? Um, Yeah, so like I'm not going to lie. I've been had like moments of feeling really overwhelmed recently. And um, it's more just a combination of things. Like this has almost become like an additional job on top of my day-to-day work. Um, And then obviously training on top of that and everything else. Just just the planning of it. and I have been trying to get support as well. I've mentioned previously, like I am a freelancer. I won't be earning anything while I'm away. And I have been trying to get a bit of support um, for it. And then people have been so kind and reaching out, like wanting to share my story. And then that's, I've felt like the pressure of demands on me, which I'm so grateful for, but it's just been like that. Whoa, I'm not necessarily controlling the, my channel or the message, like other people are coming to me and, and asking stuff for me, um, which has been so much fun. But it's also, I realize I've been at the edge of my comfort zone many times over the last few months, be that going on other podcasts, be that we can come on to Gutsy Girls, like standing on stage there. And it's all amazing things that I've created them. I've literally been writing them in my journal and I've manifested them. But it's also like, oh, I'm really tired. Um and as a result, like, especially like there's been a bunch going on in life too, as happens. And my training hasn't been as consistent as I would have hoped. Like, I'll be honest. Um, but it's been great having Nick, shout out uh, Nick from Single Track Collective um, in New Zealand, just writing a program for me. And I realized there's been a big shift in me, I guess, with how I train. Like since, I mean, I, so I started thinking about this adventure in 2017 I was running, like I ran my first ultra then. 
I was then running really consistently through until 2019. And um, I was like a real, give me a program, I'll follow the program kind of person. And that could have been to the detriment of my health. It didn't matter. I was like, okay, here's a prescriptive training schedule. And I was like, I am going to stick to that program. Whereas um, now, which isn't necessarily going to play in my favor with my fitness, but I am way kinder to myself, I think, honestly. And if I haven't slept or like I'm not feeling great, I am not going out and killing myself for it. Yes, I've definitely gone out on days when I have not wanted to run. That's not to say that I'm not committed to it, but just my general attitude, I think, is a softer one with a little bit more compassion for, you know what, like I have to trust I have base miles behind me. I also know that mentally I am strong and I will get myself through it. Like I tr- I have to trust that and I do trust that and experience comes into it a lot, you know. Um, but yeah, it's been interesting to see the shift from going from someone who like was super like data oriented and like, you know, if I hadn't like in like 2016, I was doing triathlon. If I have finished my run and it was like 9.7 kilometers, I'd be like, I'm rounding up to 10 kilometers on my Garmin. Now, I couldn't give a fuck. Like, honestly, I'm not even been wearing my watch recently because I'm like, I, I could tell you what my heart rate roughly is when I'm running. Like, my perceived effort, I know so well now. <clears throat> Whereas in the past, I literally had to look at my watch the whole time and that guided me. And funnily enough, I think it's when I started training with David Roche and he was much more like my coach prior to that was like, you know, run like these splits at like 4.15 pace. And I would be killing myself some days to do that. And some days that would be fine, but I would still always try and do it. Whereas David was like, you know, run to feel, hard effort, moderate effort. And that really taught me to connect with my body. And I am so much more connected with my body now. So be that with injury and everything else, it's like, in short, I just have been way less harsh on myself, but it does mean as well. I haven't like my training has not been as consistent as it could have been for sure. But yeah, I also haven't got super sick or super injured. So yeah, we'll take that as a win for sure. There's actually a lot to kind of unpack there. I think that shows just a lot of maturity and people who are listening to this as well and going, oh my gosh, 700 kilometers. Although you had a funny comment as well too, that um, unfortunately your car had gotten towed. And someone was asking, or maybe you were saying something about like, oh, I'm going to Scotland. Oh, what are you doing in Scotland? Oh, I'm running 700 kilometers. Oh, you're also seeing family too. Like it was just such a non-comment to these people. Whereas anybody who's probably listening to this, biking or running, 700 kilometers is nothing to be, you know, snuffed at. So I think everybody in this is appreciative of the like miles and effort that you're doing. But also you just like totally... I think gave a really good indication of how much experience and time on feet you do have. And so all of that, you know, the effort of putting in the data and all of that stuff, understanding your heart rate and everything else, I think now getting to the stage of like that kinder approach, I think that comes with the maturity that most people find a little bit later. And so I think you're going to go into this experience kind of just like every day is just going to like be as it is. <laughs> and I think that you'll have like quite a lot of peace around that as well too. Like, is that kind of how you're feeling around it? Yeah, I think that's really fair. And it's funny you mentioned that. So yeah, Kristen, you and friends kindly put on a little picnic for me yesterday. And it was, I was sharing the a overwhelm of my van blowing up, <clears throat> excuse me, on Friday and getting towed. It was like the worst timing. But anyway, it forced me to stay at home and switch it out. Thanks, universe. Um, but yeah, it was, I, I kind of enjoyed that playfulness of like people just not having 
any clue. It's like, yeah, cool. You're running 700 Ks. You see, it was just like, yeah, they have no idea. I see some weird part of me is like, I love that because it's like, yes, totally. This is so silly in some ways, you know, it's kind of that like futility, which it's, it's not, you know, I'm, I am careful with my language around that now, but it, it did just make me laugh. And yeah, in terms of my just general approach, one, another learning I've actually had is I've started to sort of enjoy hiking which before I would always have been like, no, I want to run everywhere because I love that freedom of movement. But I've started to, because I was kind of like, oh, I don't know, I'm very good at hiking, to be honest. I started introducing a lot more hiking into my training within the runs. Um, So longer stuff like running flats, running gentle ups and downs, but hiking the rest. And I'm like, oh, there's actually a really nice mindfulness to hiking. And I've really started to notice even when I'm with Nessie, just watching her and notice like birds and stuff like that, that I might not have seen otherwise. So that's, I'm kind of excited for that and to see how that plays out as well. Cause it's a skill in itself. Like people think, oh, you can just walk, but it's like, actually I find hiking quite, I was finding it quite uncomfortable because it's sort of monotonous compared to being that more dynamic trail running movement. So yeah. I don't know. A lot of people would also say trail running is like, you're just putting one foot in front of the other. (laughs) So it's all a matter of perspective (laughs) for the, uh, monotony <laughs> true 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 my experience <laughs> totally so you kind of I, I was gonna kind of touch on this a little bit later but since we kind of touched on the topic of like you are very different from 2017 when this was first all I guess in your head you put up a like pretty nice Instagram story of you kind of reflecting on the person that you were in 2017 and, you know, now six years later being really different. How is that to reflect on, you know, this entire trip is kind of this like exploration of who you are becoming? Yeah, I did. Um, I sort of put it in my Instagram story thinking it expires in 24 hours. So (laughs) whoever sees it, sees it. And whoever doesn't, doesn't. The podcast is a bit of a longer shelf life. However, um, I think I've alluded to this before as well. In 2017, I, um, yeah, I was living a very different life. I was on the Sunshine Coast like I am now. Um, however, I was married to a man and um, had sort of like given up my marketing career, um, was more in like a housewife role with an Etsy shop, like just very, very different, different doggo. Um, yeah, so since then, um, yeah, like fast forward to where I am now and being a divorced person turning 40 this year, um, also having this realization that I'm actually a queer person. It's like my life looks so, so different. And, um, I guess part of the reason I shared this in my stories was just that recognition of like, I felt very alone in some of the like major life changes that I have made. And it's, there's sort of this weird connection to adventure, but it's essentially who I am, right? Um, and if I had known anyone in those times who had gone through a similar thing, I think I would have felt less alone. And the more I have spoken about this, the more I've had people reach out to me who are going through similar things. And if I can literally make a difference to one single person who can hear my story and for them not to feel the loneliness that I did, then hey, this is who I am. Like I have no shame in who I am whatsoever. I'm actually incredibly proud of like how courageous I have been at various stages of my life and how like true to me I really feel these days. Um, 
so yeah, that's kind of why I shared. And then there's all, all this, obviously the connection with the adventure and that exploration of self as well and challenging yourself and being, you know, outside of your comfort zone, all the connections that you can make. But yeah, it's, it was definitely a like, whoa, when I started this planning, I was in such a different place, you know, even with my running, like we're talking about the different attitude. Um, and someone had joked that I was like the biggest procrastinator because they were like, you thought about this in 2017 and it's like 2023 and you haven't done it yet. And it's like, yeah, but that's, that was the timing that it was supposed to be, right? I mean, we had a global pandemic in the middle as well. There's been a few things that have happened to us all. A couple hiccups. But yeah, I feel very comfortable that it's like now is the time. And like whatever happens, which, you know, I'm not super attached to, like I, I'm going to show up as best as I possibly can. It's like now is the time to do this and give it a go. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that your story has definitely met a couple of people. So yeah, I think that's very cool, very brave for you to share and have gone through all of that. I can definitely attest that, yeah, you've gone through a lot of life changes and you've been super courageous about the whole thing. And then leaping into this adventure is so brave because it's very scary. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a funny one. Like I was actually thinking about it earlier and not to go, I don't want to like dive into, um, you know, spiritual, personal stuff necessarily. But I the things that I did, like leaving a marriage when you know no one around me understood like that was the courageous thing and I think it's kind of sad that sharing who we really are seems to be like a brave thing because that's where I felt alone because other people weren't sharing their real life experience and so I was like oh my god you're, I'm the only person experiencing this and that's why I'm like no it is important mm -hmm. to talk about and now I do have even like through podcasts like expanders or role models people I listen to who've gone through similar things I'm like damn if I if I had even been able to listen to this back then I would have felt like, hang on, I'm not the only person in the world doing this because it's such a universal experience. All of the things I've gone through, so many people in the world have gone through. But we have like, it's like um, Brene Brown in, I think it's Atlas of the Heart, talks about like this Petri or Petri dish um, of silence. And that's like where shame grows because, you know, we're like silent, we're not sharing our experiences and then shame just grows and grows and grows. Whereas actually voicing it creates like, yeah, this shared platform and this understanding between other people. So, yeah. I think that's amazing. Yeah, that's a cool, cool analogy that she's got. Like, it's a bit of a terrifying one as well, too. You just, like, look at this, like, I'm thinking of a moldy Petri dish <laughs> that, like, starts to, like, you know, that, like, science project that you did in, like, grade 10 or something. And you're like, ooh, I kind of forgot to throw that away. <laughs> but it's right. Yeah, you keep things quiet and it just keeps on, keeps on growing and stuff. So... I think we're all trying to get better. That's amazing. <laughs> so you, you also kind of touched on it earlier of like the whole wanting to stay healthy thing. You know, I guess at the end of the day, we always kind of joke about like all these big adventures. Like if you don't do it, nobody cares. If you do it, people might care for a little bit, but then life goes on. <laughs> so I guess while you're out there, like have you kind of thought and solidified about a why you're going to be there and waking up every day and continuing to run this adventure that you've put in your head <laughs> yeah I honestly think my why is as simple as um because I can like I, yeah, I so you've hold, held true to that yeah because yeah, I think that was your why even in the very beginning yeah. I, I think it was too and that comes back to my fundraising as well and just like the sheer privilege I have to be able to I mean, one, lace up my shoes every morning and run whenever I want to um but just yeah to be able to fly overseas to be able to map this route as a like solo female go out and run and yeah literally because I can I have the health to do it fingers crossed that stays around um 
yeah just so much privilege and obviously there's so much excitement for the adventure and it is going to be a challenge and I haven't really focused that much on that to be honest but I know that I will be facing that when I'm out there so yeah totally so shout out to the um, fundraiser again that you are fundraising for yeah so I'm fundraising um, for an incredible NGO called Free to Run I did speak about it on the um, previous episode I think we recorded that was quite a focus so if you want to listen more to that um, you can hop back but in short um, Free to Run was set up by a Canadian ultra runner and human rights lawyer Stephanie Case um, and they create these incredible running programs, but running is really just the vehicle for leadership, empowerment, connection, um, and the visibility of women in public spaces in areas of conflict like Afghanistan and Iraq. And yeah, they just create these incredible connections um, through running for women and that's where the privilege comes in for me is that these women you know it's not easy for them to be seen in public spaces especially in Afghanistan now with the Taliban takeover that's impacted both the NGO and obviously the women of Afghanistan incredibly and in an incredibly detrimental way so to just be like a woman that can have visibility in a public space and raise the profile of an NGO like Free to Run super grateful for and I am so grateful for everyone who has contributed so far I did have a little look at my um, fundraiser before we jumped on so I've raised so far just around 2000 not just around 2200 US dollars. I had to do the conversion. I could probably have asked you to do that, which is nearly three and a half thousand Australian dollars or around 1700 pounds sterling, which thank you to 23 supporters so far, including yourself, KV, who have very, very generously donated to that. It's just, it means well, so that was, much. It was kind of barren, barren moose. Yeah. And they were, they were the one who, they, they forego their bones. <laughs> It's funny because Jess said that Winnie it came from her dog's bank account as well. So the dogs yes. of the Sunshine Coast are, are suffering. But thank you because Free to Run is benefiting as a result. <laughs> totally. And when you're doing fundraising and things, I, I always kind of think that it's important to understand where that money is actually going and how it's in play. So can you give a bit of like, if, you know, if people are curious about being able to donate, like where does that money go and how is it being used to help that um, – that program yeah so um free to run is actually a very tiny ngo like i i know with um some instances like there's there's a lot of staff costs and staff overheads and offices and stuff like that they only actually have a couple of full-time staff and it's otherwise very volunteer based um so the funds are channeled into essentially the infrastructure of the programs that they set up um and it's very much yeah it's focused on building those programs and they are in um, a whole range of areas. So like war zones, think of the logistics of that in refugee camps. Um, and they're also, they do do research to look at the impacts of the programs to obviously build them going forward as well. But no, it does, they have this ambassador program and they have calls every month. And that's where there's like education piece. They actually had Stephanie Case on a call at the start of this month. Um, so yeah, they're very focused on channeling those funds into those programs for those young girls and women that they support amazing yeah i think that's super cool and of course yeah if you want to um go and donate to this sarah's got it kind of all over her um you know instagram everywhere pretty much but yeah we'll put it in the show notes like 
again, go find Sarah at All The Year Night Idea on Instagram, which will be at the end of the show notes anyway. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we'll, we'll put in the show notes, Kristen. And then we'll put in the show notes. Wink. <laughs> the other thing as well is if you're interested in finding out, I know I said this before, there is an incredible 30-minute short film on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It was created by the North Face. It is called Free to Run. It's about Stephanie's story as an ultra runner and a human rights lawyer, and it's about the organization is itself it's a good watch it's amazing yeah it'll also bring you to tears <laughs> <laughs> because it's yeah it is pretty heartbreaking what some of these women are going through um kind of on the like ambassadorship and or sorry um about the fundraiser but like kind of moving into like you've got a lot of different changes that have happened as well like there's a lot of support so you are receiving support for other people um but you're also receiving a lot of support for this trip as well too so i know that there's going to be a lot of people who have come on since we spoke in may um that i'm sure you're dying to give some shout outs to because they have definitely made this trip a lot easier for you <laughs> so talk about everybody who you need to throw a shout out to yeah I've, I've been really um overwhelmed in a good way in terms of just the support that has been extended to me by um individuals and um some brands so let's go through this so first of all i did know this when we recorded in may but i hadn't signed my contract so i am a very fortunate to be a lululemon run ambassador for the year they didn't support me specifically because of this project, um, but that's just been a fantastic um, synchronicity, I guess, that I do have their support. And Kristen, you came along to Global Run Day um, at the start of June. That was one of the first things that I led for them. So that's a really, Lululemon is so much about community and I, I really love that side of things. So thank you to Lululemon for your support for the year. Um, I mentioned Gutsy Girls earlier. So that one, like, I just cried when I got the phone call from um, Jemima, who owns adventure reels to be honest because um they have come on so gutsy girls adventure film festival it's like sister film festival with banff mountain film festival that you might have heard of they have like ocean film festival top dog film festival which i want to go to also um they have a fundraiser each year where they support an adventurer and they sell bracelets at the screenings of the film, which then raise money to go into a fund that they give to their nominated adventurer. And um, Banff Mountain Film Festival previously supported Lucy Barnard, who um, is just incredible. She is going to be the first woman to walk the length of the earth. On Instagram, she is Tangles and Tail. She's walking... Um, she's currently in Central America with a dog, Wombat, a cattle dog that she's walking with. So they supported her. So I'm following in incredible footsteps because Gutsy Girls is now supporting me with this grant, um, which, yeah, I'm just, I couldn't believe it when I um, heard that I was selected. And it's been really, really cool connector with people because at each screening, they have like a slide at the start where they talk about what I'm doing and they talk about light to light. They encourage people obviously to support the fundraiser. There was a Noosa screening recently where I was on stage um, at the interval for a Q&A, which was just one of those kind of pinch me moments where I was like, whoa, I am standing on a stage talking to 250 people about the importance of the visibility of women in public spaces. And this is because I'm going on an adventure. Like, what the hell? This is all the stuff that I believe in so much. And I'm getting this opportunity in this platform. Don't get me wrong, I was nervous, but um, that was really, really cool. And then I had a message actually from um, Jemima last week saying she had been in Coffs Harbour at a screening. And she was like, can you give a shout out to this school? And a group of year nine girls from a school had gone to the screening and they'd brought, they had bought every single bracelet 
to support my adventure. And I was like, oh my God, like these like oh, young girls. Oh, just got tingles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so cool. So cool. So incredibly, incredibly grateful because I don't even go to the cinema, but I love these short adventure film festivals. They're so inspiring. If if you haven't been to Gutsy Girls yet, there still are some screenings. Um, and it's just so freaking cool what these women are doing in these films. So that one I'm incredibly grateful for. I'm going to keep this moving. Um, Cliff Bar, from a nutrition point of view, are supporting me with product, which, again, is just perfect because I eat Cliff Bars whenever I'm out there. So that's a really nice, like, natural product. Um, I've also had, because I'm going to be camping, um, and I've had support from Nemo, who have supplied me with, like, an epic amount of camping gear from lightweight tent to, like, the coziest sleeping bag ever. They've even given me, like, a lightweight chair. And I have always been like, I am not adventuring with a chair, but I am adventuring with a chair in this one. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, they've been incredible. Um, and then, like, technical gear from Smartwool and then OMM are a UK brand, mainly, like, fell running brand. Very technical apparel. They are kidding me out with waterproofs and the things that I'm going to need to like really keep me dry in um, potentially wet mountain environments. So yeah, super grateful for them. And I'm also going to create some content for them as well. So that's like a dream partnership for me. Um, I Amazing. think that is it. And also I should say thank you so much to Clint at Converge Marketing. I work for Clint and he has just been incredibly supportive in all sorts of ways. So yeah, wow, just my heart is like enormously full with the gratitude for all of this. It's incredible. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so cool. Do you and like, I'm sure it's like that overwhelming gratitude. And, you know, are you planning on hoping to do something with this of like maybe a film yourself <laughs> in Gutsy Girls? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've put it out there to the universe because I now have this connection with the film festival and funnily enough um after I was there they were like hey have you been inspired to create a film um so I do have a microphone I have my GoPro but I will be self-filming and it's really just going to depend on what I can capture like George um is going to be helpful as well he has a drone and he's keen keen photographer um and it would be a dream because I love those things so it's like that would be cool for me to be able to contribute as well even though it's like oh it's me on screen but that's okay because it's so cool to contribute um but it's just really going to depend on what I capture. My my intention totally. is to see what I can get for sure. Awesome. Yeah, I think that would be super, super cool to see you on the big screen. <laughs> 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 well, Sarah, I think that's like we've kind of touched on a little bit of everything. Is there anything else that you would like to kind of share with the listeners about how you're feeling about the trip or anything else in terms of considerations if people are – like kind of inspired by you as well to maybe go out and do like start planning something like this on the, their own as well? Oh gosh. Um, I, I think we've covered most things. I would say like one thing that I've faced resistance with is just, I, I realize I love creating, like I love adventuring and creating or capturing content, writing, illustrating video, whatever, as I go and then sharing afterwards. Um, and that's something I just do so organically and naturally. It has felt quite unnatural to me to be talking so much pre-adventure about this. And that's where my resistance and kind of my overwhelm has come in. And it's been ironic because I've been receiving so much support, but I'm just not used to it. So that's been a real like lesson for me and like, a, oh, is this how I want to do it? And I've done it so much because of the fundraising aspect of things, because I'm not hosting specific fundraisers or anything else like that. So it's like, how do I 
elevate this and and increase that. Um, but that's definitely been different for me and challenging. Um, but I'm so grateful for everyone's support. And yeah, I just can't wait to get started. I w- my plan is to try and share each day a bit on socials. Instagram will be my channel. I think if I have if people want to follow along. If, if anyone has any questions, please don't hesitate to get in touch. Just send me a message. I'm not going to guarantee my response time. I just went into my Instagram DMs and saw that I hadn't responded to someone who messaged me exactly a year ago. So <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Whoopsie. I value you all. I'm just a little bit chaotic when it comes to responding. Um, but yeah, just thank you so much to everyone who has supported me, sent lovely, kind words, contributed to the fundraising like everything else it's really it's been really special and i can't wait to get started i think we are all very excited for you to get started very very cool now nobody likes to ask you know what's next before you don't even finish your first thing (laughs) but i'm just gonna like help you put it out to the universe when you get back is there uh anything else that you'd like to do with like a four-legged friend (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, let's put it out there. I th- This has been the biggest thing, actually, is just that realization of I've trained all these miles with Nessie. I adore my dog, Ness. I love being out on the trails with her and she's not coming with me. And I think that's mm. going to be tough at times, honestly, because she's just she's always like either hilarious because she's hectic or just very joyful. And I'm not going to have her. So I definitely am putting it out there. I would like to do some kind of long distance trail adventure with Ness either on foot or on bike at least next year for sure she's coming on an adventure with me so yeah thank you that's so good yeah thank you and shout out to all the doggos who get us through all of our training and don't actually ever get to do the events with us they have a very special place in a lot of people's hearts and then hang on to those miles with them because it's very sad when you have to retire them (laughs) yeah so enjoy those joyful and chaotic moments yep always always (laughs) All right, cool. Well, Sarah, shout out to the fundraiser one more time, just so that it's fresh in people's minds as we're about to sign off. Yeah, so Sarah Pendergrass, Light to Light. I'm fundraising via Just Giving platform. Um, It's quite tricky to find. I don't really know how their search engine works. Um, So if you can't find it on Just Giving, my Instagram is the easiest place, all the gear and the idea. There's a link um, in my bio from there. Or I have terrible website sarahpendergrass.com.au if you're really struggling and don't use instagram you can visit the page there as well amazing so great awesome well i'm so excited i speak for so many people to be cheering you on here in australia over in the uk probably in america and canada and anywhere else who's listening (laughs) we're all so excited to see how this goes for you you're gonna be amazing so proud thank you kv i appreciate you so much You're the best. Good job, (laughs) everybody. We did it. We did another one. (laughs) Thanks for listening to another episode of Into the Wee Hours podcast. To get in touch, you can find us on Instagram at Into the Wee Hours podcast or email us at Into the Wee Hours podcast at gmail.com. On Instagram, Sarah is all the gear, nay idea. And that is N-A-E for all you non-Scots people. And Kristen is at Kristen Vodden. To read the show notes or to listen on the website, you can visit intothewehours.com forward slash podcast. And to help support this podcast, you can also head over to our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash podcast. 
happy adventuring, and we will talk to you next time.